Hello, everybody, and welcome to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Shattuck, and I am your host. This podcast is about my personal experiences, stories, and events with dealing with borderline personality disorder, otherwise known as BPD. My experiences with BPD is due to my wife, now ex-wife, who I have been with for 34 years, was diagnosed with BPD in 2012. And I want to share my experiences with you so that if you are someone who has somebody in your life with BPD, that you may relate to what I'm saying along with my personal tips and suggestions that may or may not work in your specific situation. And if you are someone who has been diagnosed or think you may have BPD, that you may recognize the signs and understand the havoc and turmoil that it can have around people that are involved in your life. Let me caution you that I am in no way qualified or certified in the field of mental health and that my personal suggestions are merely my personal opinion and do not recommend that anybody take any mental health therapy into their own hands, but to personally seek out the help from a professional in the field of mental health. And furthermore, if you are a couple, you might even consider counseling to help further your relationship a little bit better. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. and thank you for listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Shattuck and I'm your host. And today I've got an email from a listener who would like me to read to you. And I actually um, love this one. I actually wished I got an email like this a long time ago. It makes complete sense, at least in my eyes, in my relationship. And I think a lot of you um, that have a person in your life with BPD will understand as well. It's a very powerful email, and I'm very glad uh, that I received it, and I hope you'll enjoy it and learn from it as much as I have. So again, thank you for listening. Again, thank you for listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Shattuck, and I'm your host. And like I mentioned, this is an email from a listener who um, like hit the nail on the head on what I think a lot of us can relate to as far as being in a relationship with somebody who has BPD. And they um, use their words ever so cleverly and very pinpointed, knowing every button to push and break us down until the worst comes out of the situation. Um, most of the time with no remorse, but you know, I want to use that word not too loosely because not so much with remorse, if you don't understand the damage, if you're numb to the effects of, you know, your outcome, if you're doing things blindly and, you know, you aren't able to control your emotions, which a lot of people with BPD cannot do, it's not like they're doing it intentionally, they're just doing it, you know, without aim and... So it's not that they don't understand the damaging effects. They they have a hard time, you know, controlling their emotions. Um, so anyways, I'm going to read this to you. Um, there, there was um, maybe not as well a lot of spelling mistakes, so I had to go in and kind of like edit a little bit so that way when I read it, um, I tried making some sense out of some of the words. So I'll do my best to try to... Um, read it as slowly and effectively as possible, but it's it's a really, really good email, so I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. It says, hello Brad, my name is Justin. 
I just came across your podcast a few months ago, and I have listened to every episode that you have, and I can relate to your stories and your situations 100%. I have been trying to learn as much about BPD due to my wife of 12 years, who was diagnosed with BPD less than a year ago, which helps make sense to so much of the madness over the years, which I feel she's developed the symptoms only in the past couple of years after we had gotten married. It was only the two of us because we are unable to have biological children at this stage. I can say that even though we both would love to have children, but after hearing about so many families with BPD, in, I'm sorry, with so many families with somebody that has BPD and the havoc and damage it can instill in children, I think us being childless saves damage to the minds of the innocent. The biggest reason I'm writing to you is because one of your episodes titled To Tease or Not To Tease related to the majority of the arguments that me and my wife have, if you'll allow me to further elaborate. So I've read with the narcissistic characteristics of BPD, or at least in my situation, that when we fight, she strips me of anything good that she has ever said about me or anything good I have ever did for her or done for her. When we argue, even though it's sometimes not a big argument, but I'm now ugly, a scumbag who can't support her financially, satisfy her in any way whatsoever. Not judging by your podcast, you understand completely about what I'm speaking about. Here is where I drew the line and regret ever testing the theory of an eye for an eye. And would advise anyone, which you constantly do, talking about me, that two wrongs do not make a right and can actually make matters worse. Because in my case, I was more aware because I was the one who made a conscious decision so she could see through the eyes of my heart, a.k.a. my feelings. Um... So anyways, back about your episode about teasing. Before I really understood that people with BPD find it so hard and difficult and sometimes impossible to understand, regulate, or control their emotions. When my wife thrive I'm sorry, <laughs> with her emotions, and in the case of my wife, she thrives on trying to control my feelings and emotions while stripping me of anything that a man should be capable of doing. And in her case, it goes from what's in my wallet and in my pants or the lack thereof, according to her, when we argue. Here, words have become so damn hurtful to where I break down like a child and cry for days. I feel the emotional drain more and more until one day I thought she should see how damaging and how hurtful just words can be. We do not have any physical, um, uh, sorry, I'm skipping a line here. We do not have any physical alterations. It's always with words. But as most of you know, words can hurt worse than physical abuse. And I felt so horrible, this is why I'm writing to you, that I actually almost wanted to end my life. It started as a heated argument, and that day made her repeat the same damaging cutdowns that I always hate hearing. Because though it's a constant auto mode for her, she knew what to say and every button to hit. And for once, I wanted to turn the tables. Now let me remind you 
that I knew what I was doing very consciously, and I carefully, or at least tried to carefully, orchestrate a plan so she could see that words can hurt. Sometimes more than some of us will hate to admit. So, after I hit my limit, I lashed out. Now, I'll remind you, I consciously did this, and not... Um, I gotta skip a line here, sorry. Um, I consciously did this, not to every loving said I every loving thing that I ever said to her but more to the point and getting to the point of certain words are so powerful and loving and they can just be the adverse effect so I was holding on to this for the longest time and finally it was the perfect opportunity so I made a conscious plan of attack that I deeply regret and would never and if I could go back I would never touch a subject and turn to a professional. And at least did a lot more research online and professionally than I did in my own uneducated mind. So even though I carefully orchestrated it one day to turn the tables, I honestly thought if it all gone right, she would be at least able to see how words can incredibly hurt and do more imaginally damaging effects. But I feel worse doing it to her than she ever made me feel. I felt like a bully. I felt like an animal cornering its prey until it was defenseless, hopeful, hope, hopelessness, and shut down. There was a point I hit some really bad buttons, and she just shut down, and when she started sniffling, and tears rolled down her cheeks. This is the woman that I loved, adored, and wanted to do nothing but make her feel loved and cherished at all times. In this one point, I literally took all of that away, again, consciously. Something I had control of, opposed to something she does not have control of, yet. Um, oh, you always end your episodes by saying, if you have someone in your life with BPD, try to love and understand them as much as you can, because they find it so hard to love and understand themselves. And that is true, and I kind of came on to that saying because... I pretty much did what this gentleman did a long time ago. Uh, that was why I did the uh, episode to tease or not to tease. Um, so because I thought it would be more effective with my plan, thinking I know her and I know me more than a professional, why would I waste money on something I can do for free and try to be effective with all good intentions? Um, let me see. Um, so... Um, I might have made her disorder even worse at times because now I live with regret every day that I may not have thought any amount of money spent on therapy was a waste when I can give the hurt back for free. And maybe even a new lesson and maybe a new lease on our love. Um, let me see. I explained to her that my intentions were, and I had hope for the outcome, which was intended for nothing more than a better understanding on how the powerful effects of words can be good, bad, repairable, and sometimes unrepairable. And I know I made a pinhole leak into a gusher, and she looked into my eyes, and she realized, I'm sorry, when she listened, and I mean really listened to me and said, you said your intention was so I could see the damaging effects of my words. I know they can really help, 
and you helped me through it. Wait a minute, I'm going to read this part here again. Um, I did email him back and, and try to clarify some of the lines here, but after a month had gone by, I thought this would be a really powerful episode. So I tried making sense out of some of the words here. Um, so she looked at him and she said, You said your intentions were so that I could see how words can really hurt, and that you had hoped through that this might end a cycle, and what was broken we might be able to fix. So there could be new love and new trust issues because of this. First, you had said, why should we have to waste money to hire a professional when you felt I should listen and learn for free and feel the pain for free? As she said this, a tear rolled down her cheek, and she said, there should not be a price, even remotely, however minor, that could possibly have adverse effects and do more damage than good that makes me feel like my love wasn't worth a penny for the effort and then what really got me was she is getting help for her BPD still it's in the infant stage of recognizing and learning but also it should be a team not a target so I'll end this by saying if we marry somebody and during the marriage they lose their ability to walk would we want them to see the added burden that they are inflicting on you? Or are they really inflicting on you? It's not done on purpose. They didn't say, hey, I'm going to stop using my legs right now so that the added burdens of my inabilities are now put onto you. Um, and does that lower anybody's quality of life? No, it shouldn't be. It should actually strengthen the relationship. Because that's when you endure and you are able to fulfill your promise of sickness and in health. When we seek additional help with recommendations from a professional and take the resources that keep the vows and the promises of love alive, like um, either one of you never missed a beat. It's one thing to help someone realize and address the issue and you humanely speak about the proper recommendations so that either party feels negatively affected or burdened because whether we are born with flaws or develop them during a relationship, if you love that person enough, what may seem as an impossible mountain to climb, others will merely see it as a speed bump. I'll tell you, that that's a really good email. And again, I apologize. I tried making some sense out of some of the sentences and words, um, but I really, really thought this is an awesome email. And after a little over a month of not responding back, um, I tried making as much sense as I could out of some of the broken um, um, sentences. But it is true. If you love that person enough, you shouldn't take matters into your own hands. And it is true. You know, if, if you're with somebody and all of a sudden, you know, during the marriage, they lose their ability to walk, you know, and you get to push them around in a wheelchair and, you know, help them get in and out of the tub and, you know, the, the, the every normal day things they're not able to do now. Are you going to get angry at them and put extra burdens on them and say, you know, now you're going to see the extra burdens I have to go through? It should never be mentioned. It, you should never feel like you missed a beat whatsoever. And, and I think that's really powerful in here. He had good intentions on... You know, making her see, you know, words can really hurt. But what was worse is she wasn't doing it 
intentionally to hurt him. That's part of her disorder. So for him to do it to her, he was consciously hurting her. So it's like, you're hurting me, not on purpose, but because you're disordered. But, you know, I want you to see how I hurt. If they're not doing it consciously and they understand the amount of pain they're inflicting on you, they're not going to see it any other way anyway. So either you're doing an adverse effect or you're being ineffective altogether. And in the end, what it did was it hurt him more because he did it to her on purpose. She's not doing it to him on purpose. You know, there's a reason, there's an excuse. But the thing is, at least she stepped up, she's getting, she's in the infant stage of getting help, and she turned to a professional. And a lot of people with BPD find it hard to do that. Some people refuse to do that. At least she took those steps, and he didn't give her the return courtesy of trying to seek a professional. And, you know, whether it's a penny or a million dollars, you can't put a price on love, you know. But um, I emailed the gentleman back and let him know that I'm putting... Uh, this episode up so hopefully he responds back within a month and um, I'll give an update on the um, episode in in the updates if he responds back to me so again with that being said thank you again for listening and remember if you do have somebody in your life with BPD love them and understand them as much as you can because they find it so hard to love and understand themselves so thank you again for listening and have a great day You've been listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. I hope you enjoyed the show, and please check out my many other episodes. I hope you get some beneficial suggestions from my experiences. And remember, we're all responsible for our own choices. I'd like to remind you that if you have someone in your life with BPD, try to understand them and love them as much as you can, because they find it so hard to be able to understand themselves and love themselves. So thank you again, and have a happy life. Hi, if you'd like to contact me with any questions, suggestions, or if you'd like to be a guest on one of our shows or would like an email read on the show, you can contact me at thirddegreepodcastnh at gmail.com. That's spelled T-H-I-R-D-D-E-G-R-E-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-N-H, thirddegreepodcastnh. Again, that's at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you. Thank you again. Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Chaddock. I'm your host, and today's episode is kind of a, might be a boring one to some of you because there's not a lot of information about my wife per se, um, but more about the situation and a new tactic that I'm trying to visit and see if it works, and then I'll do another episode and give you the results and see what happened. But it's about waiting and seeing if maybe she'll come through with time and not seeing all the things that I've been doing and, I guess, enabling her to continually to not get help for herself and continually to mentally abuse me and take advantage of me. But anyways, thank you for listening. Let's get on with the show.
everybody, and thank you for listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Chaddock, I'm your host, and today's episode is kind of a, might be a boring one to some of you because there's not a lot of information about my wife per se, um, but more about the situation and a new tactic that I'm trying to visit and see if it works, and then I'll do another episode and give you the results and see what happened. But it's about waiting and seeing if maybe she'll come through with time and not seeing all the things that I've been doing and, I guess, enabling her to continually to not get help for herself and continually to mentally abuse me and take advantage of me. But anyways, thank you for listening. Let's get on with the show.